Praise the Lord. So this week, we're going to continue probably from now until it's time to vote. Um, you know, kind of critiquing the, the candidates and the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, and see how it lines up with God's Word. See how it lines up with scripture. Okay. And I wasn't going to talk about this, but someone sent me this article and it says it was an uh, interview uh, with Franklin Graham by CBN News. Who's Franklin Graham? The son of um, Billy Graham. Oh, okay. All right. And um, so he watched the Republican. National Convention, and then he watched the Democratic National Convention, 
And when he was interviewed, he was asked, what did you think of President Trump's speech, the ex acceptance speech at, at the White House at the Republican convention? And Franklin Graham said, well, he thinks, he believes he covered all the bases. And he said, who in the world would want his job, to be, to be honest, you know? So during the Democratic convention, the person who was interviewing Franklin Graham said, can you compare, give us a contrast of the two? Um, what have you seen from a faith perspective or a lack of faith perspective. And uh, so Franklin Graham was saying, well, if anything, they are opposed to faith. And when I read that, I, I chuckled because I, I do believe that's true because I, I do believe it's true because of all the laws being passed over the last several years about um, same-sex marriage and uh, the LGBTQ, everything that is contrary to the word of God is being passed legally, and people who want to stand up for what they believe in, yes. they're being persecuted. Right. They're being persecuted. So anyway, Franklin Graham says they are opposed to faith. And he says, there are millions of Democrats in this country that are wonderful people. And he said his father was a Democrat all his life and never switched parties, but he saw the party that he grew up in changing and moving to the left. And that's what it's done. And so it's a party of the left. It's a socialist party. They want socialism for this country. So I think that uh, uh, took the interviewer... Um, you know, by surprise, and he said, you know, you're a straight shooter for sure. So um, Franklin Graham says, I understand that many people have different opinions about the evangelical community, and I'm not a spokesman, spokesman for any of them. I'm just one person, and, you know, there's a lot of ideas and opinions and views, and unfortunately people that don't know the president, some of them have negative views, and and they have gotten those views from a negative press that is controlled by the socialists, so they brought that well, kind of Well, they into can't it. blame everything on the press. You no, know, he no. has some responsibility he for does. his image. So anyway, they, then they went into their, and we talked about this on the program before, how on September 26th there's going to be a, a prayer event in Washington, uh, like a rally, and. Franklin Graham says that it's more of a prayer march. We're going to just start right down the street at Lincoln Memorial, come by the Washington Memorial, right down to the Capitol, and he's asking people to join him. Uh, I forget who the individual was, but I guess he was looking at the Republican uh, convention, and he said it was like a revival. He said it was like, you know, <laughs> they were having prayer, they were having... He said it was it was like uh, going to service. Oh, well, I know that they did have Cardinal Dolan from New York um, pray before the. So I heard I didn't watch it. I heard that he prayed before it started. But anyway, uh, Franklin Graham said nobody Donald 
Trump can't turn around this country. Biden can't turn around this country. It's only God. Right. And we need God's help. The Democrats have taken God pretty much out of government, and there's a lot of Republicans that want to take God out of government, a lot of them. But I just thank God that we've got a president who wants God, not only in his administration, but he wants to see more of God here in Washington, he said. So um, I had to chuckle. I mean, the interview went on, but I had to chuckle because it's true. I think... They're against faith. The Democrats are Trusting against... in the Lord. I mean, it, it, as long as the faith is put in, in the carnal aspect... They Opposed don't, they don't to lie. faith. Right. They have faith in their right. own right. Um, objectives, their own right. agenda. They have faith in their own laws. They have faith, but they don't have faith, faith in, in God. Right. Because if you have faith in God, you would make sure that the laws that you're... you're implementing or proposing are in line with the word of God. At least right. you would attempt to have something that would, that would remotely suggest that you are conscious that God is watching and that the Lord is holding us accountable. And I agree with Franklin Graham. There's a lot of good Democrats out there. And uh, when people are running for office, they say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and you watch, I'm going to change this. You can't change anything all by yourself right. because you're, you're, governing, you're a part of a governing system. And, and the only way I, I uh, forgive somebody or just overlook someone saying what they're going to change is if they're new to politics. But if they're seasoned and they come in talking about what they're going to change, then I'm sure not to vote for them because they're just lying. Anyway, I, 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 I'm not really, I'm not bashing the Democrats. Oh, no, I've well. been, no, no, I can't. I, I know I was a lifelong Democrat myself. But when you get saved, you have a different outlook. You have, you have, you look at people, and you want them to come in line with the Word of God. Right. You know, and and I'm just pointing that out. But when I read that article about Franklin Graham's interview by CBN, I also got something from somebody sent to me about uh, California passed a Senate bill number 145. Now you can look it up yourself, and I did. I looked it up, and if you just Google SB145, a site will come up where you can actually see the law that is proposed and what was passed. And what really got to me is that um, in California, it passed this bill, and it's Democrat-led California General Assembly had okayed this legislation that would ease the criminal punishments for LGBT adults who sodomize or perform oral sex on underage teenagers. SB 145 was introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner, who is a Democrat and who is openly gay, and this bill was approved by the state Senate in a 23 to 10 vote 
and passed by the assembly in a 41 to 18 vote, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. And if it's signed by Governor Newsom, who is Democrat, which is likely, the legislation will require judges to use discretion, their own feeling, their own which is terrible idea in assigning an individual to the sex registry, offender registry, if their victim is between ages 14 and 17, and if the age difference of the offender and the victim is no more than 10 years apart. So, if a 24-year-old preys on a 14-year-old, the judge can say, hmm, I guess you don't have to sign up for the sex offender registry, which makes it pretty much okay right. to do whatever with a child if you're within that 10-year age range, right. range. Which is terrible. Uh, and I can foresee where they will slowly even decrease that gap or decrease the age you know? Yeah, now they're going to, it's basically now they're going to the phrase of you can love who you want to love now. Well, pretty much. You can pretty much do that as long as uh, they don't try to legalize something that clearly is leading uh, the way and opening the door to make it okay for pedophiles to actually prey on children. It's just, this is like your, your foot in the door type of implementation. It's like they're your first baby steps towards legalizing something that shouldn't be legal. Mm -hmm. So um, the one who authored the bill or introduced this SB 145 argued that the legislation eliminates discrimination against LGBTQ youth in the criminal justice system. So he's according, in, according to this article in my mind, I'm thinking, so it's okay if you're gay, lesbian. To prey on somebody's child. Right. <laughs> right. That's basically what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And not okay. give them a criminal record. Right. It's saying the, the child had to uh, be willing, but I'm saying at that particular age, they don't have the choice to make. You know, not, not as long as they're being taken care of. Not as long as somebody is legally responsible for them. So State Representative Lorena Gonzalez, who is a Dem Democrat, explained in a statement, I cannot in my mind as a mother understand how sex between a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old could ever be consensual. How it could ever not be a registerable offense. So now what do they do about um, rape victims then? When somebody's 14 and says that they've been raped by someone who's older, say 24, and they claim, uh, and he says no, it was cons or she, that it was consensual. It, it sort of muddies the water. Whereas before it was more or less a, a clear-cut standard. No matter what the child said, and you being responsible as the, the adult, you're held legally responsible for taking advantage of a child. So right now, under the current law, I mean, uh, even though this, this SB 145 passed, right now, before it actually gets signed into law, 
under current law, a judge can decide whether to place a man who has intercourse with an underage teenage girl on the sex offender registry based on the facts of the case. Which to me is also unfair because it depends on what move the judge is in that day. You know, kick the cat day, you go on the register. You know, had a nice day, I'll give you a break. I, I don't think it should be arbitrary like that. So um, we talked about these dolls. Remember these troll dolls yes. where the button to activate right. this little doll to giggle or whatever was placed underneath her dress mm -hmm. and between the legs. How it is slowly introducing pedophilia. Mm -hmm. Well, by passing this SB 145 bill, I believe, and I know that other people do, and this article that was sent to me says that the bill is moving the state a giant step closer to legalizing pedophilia for engaging with minors in oral and anal sex. Right. Now, to me, it's, it's setting the stage for a huge backlash. So it's going to reduce the penalties for adults, reduce the penalties if they're within a 10-year range. To me, they're playing with fire. They are violating uh, the common sense uh, level of thinking that God has automatically granted to, to those who fear him, to those who acknowledge him. It's just it's a no-brainer. You just don't do anything like that. But it's also setting the, the stage for people who are seriously talking about protecting their children. Now they don't really have any recourse in the courts anymore to protect their children or to go before a judge and get justice because now what they consider to be injustice is now legal, people will start taking matters into their own hands. I just can imagine a father finding his 14-year-old daughter being sodomized by a 24-year-old adult or a mother, you know, coming across something like that. Just like that woman who, whose son was, uh, I think he was 16, sodomized by the teacher. And I'll say if she was like 26, that legally, basically, it would be okay. Especially if she's saying, well, I wasn't his teacher. I am a teacher, but I'm not his teacher. And he's 16, I'm, I'm 26. It's legal. Yeah, and it's like once, they, once Obama opened up that door for that same-sex marriage, Everything. then he just opened up another Pandora's box, right. and then the pedophiles, they want to get their rights. Well, right. we love, you know, little boys yeah. and girls, so why we, why we don't have laws that right. be in our favor? And I can see it just being broadened and even going beyond that. And you have people who are into bestiality, people who are in, who are necromancers, you just you just keep going because they're saying, why is your fetish any more important than mine? You know, why is your preference and why is my preference any less important than yours? So they interviewed, or they, you know, someone said something to that um, uh, representative or whatever, whoever introduced it, uh, Scott Weiner, about pedophiles, and he said he just wants to treat everyone equally. And to that, I say a resounding no. Pedophiles are not equal under the law. Right. It should never become a 
protected category. Right. Pedophilia exactly. is a disgusting crime against humanity and should never be legalized on any level. However, why did he introduce that bill? Why did he introduce that bill if he feels that way? Because that's pretty much what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yes, I, I, it's just the reasoning. Sin has just overtaken their sense of morality because they don't really have any. You know, they don't have any uh, standing on the scriptures because they don't believe in the word. They don't believe in God. They don't honor the name of Jesus. So everything is left up to their own imagination. And the Lord tells you that a man's imagination is evil. So now it's not, it has, it has no verbiage in the bill stating that pedophilia is going to be legalized in California. And I'm not saying that it will be, pedophilia is going to be legalized, but it's a trend. Well, they it's, don't have to say it. If you keep reducing the age, it's automatic. They're just not going to call it pedophilia. But like that person said, a rose by the end of the name is still a rose. <laughs> it's still pedophilia. <laughs> and then so in another article that I found, <laughs> yeah, and this, all, this is all as a result of Obama's... Um, mm -hmm, that's his legacy, confusion and chaos. <laughs> so I, on ChristianHeadlines.com, I saw this article where, and I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I know people that are, and so Star Trek is going to be breaking new ground next month uh, when CBS All Access series Star Trek Discovery introduces the franchise's first non-binary and transgender characters. Oh, Lord. Season three of Star Trek Discovery um, is going to stream October in October, and <laughs> so the series' official Facebook page made the announcement and linked in to an interview uh, linked uh, in to the actor Del Barrio on the website of GLAAD, an organization that monitors LGBT representation in the media. So um, Star Trek has always made a mission of giving visibility to underrepresented com communities because it believes in showing that people that a future without division on the basis of race, gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation is entirely within our reach, said the series executive producer in a statement. We take pride in working closely with uh, the actors. Uh, and, they, they do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> I mean, you know. And I to can... bring their stories to life with empathy, understanding, empowerment, and joy. Eh. I'll be sure to miss that one. I bet it is joy. A <laughs> uh, person wrote, um, "Why does modern TV have to ruin every show right. I love?" That's what I was thinking too. A decent uh, series, and now they're going to introduce a topic that really has nothing to do with basically the series. They're gonna—it's like a—it's like an off branch. They're gonna sort of take a detour, and then you know, take the roundabout way of coming back to the main storyline when they shouldn't have to do that at all. I mean, they didn't have to pick that particular 
segment uh, to represent something that they figure is underrepresented. There's a lot of things out there that are underrepresented, but who made them, you know, the overseer of bringing that kind of crap to, to the light? Just think kids are going to be watching that mess. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I said before, I love the Hallmark Channel, especially around Christmas time, but um, I don't know. It, it's going to be so very different this year to yeah. watch same-sex marriages. I, I can't do it. Love stories, same-sex love yeah, stories. Around, around that time, can't Hallmark is being a Grinch right about now. <laughs> right, right. Can't do it. That's a waste of my time. So here I got another article from CBN News, and there's a religious religion professor who wants to travel. Good luck. He wants to travel back in time to kill Jesus. <laughs> you know, Tell him Jesus already died and rose again. The headline so, says, says Satan tried it too. So <laughs> the headline says, "No splash, killing Jesus doesn't work." <laughs> Satan tried to kill him before his time, and, and, and you know, and God is God. What can you do? You, you're kicking against the prick. You know, somewhere in his, this article says somewhere in his training, he missed the fact that Jesus was killed mm -hmm. to stop his message and ministry. <laughs> so his big chance. To change the course of human events, the professor wants to do exactly what's already been done. But for some reason, he thinks he's going to get a he different result. He, yeah, he, he who's made lesser than the angels think he can outdo Satan. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, he doesn't well, either. He just thinks he does. And what this professor doesn't understand is that death doesn't stop Jesus. And nope. it doesn't stop his church. Perhaps we might give up on our give up our lives one day, but we'll also be resurrected to spend eternity in His kingdom. Well, for goodness sakes, didn't he read the Bible? I guess not. If he read it, he didn't read it in faith. He just probably just regarded it as just another book. I don't know. This article says I, I'm not sure what the requirements are to teach religion at US, UCSB, but here's a refresher course. The gospel tells us that the religious authorities of the day pressured the Roman governor to have Jesus put to death because he was a troublemaker. Can you think of a word that fits that description? Maybe assassination? Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. This is a very recent article from CBN News, like September 4th. So I don't... <laughs> What do, what do you think he's going to do? I mean... Oh, well, I, nothing. What? He's going to try to go back in time? What, good what, luck. Hey, what's good gonna, luck. I mean, with what? You know? Uh, what? With batteries so, and, and, and what? We do Stroke just... lights? I mean, we, what in the world? How does he plan on doing that? We do just what Jesus did. Father, forgive them. For they, they know, know not, not what they're doing. Right. Speaking evil of things that they have no understanding of. So, that concludes this program. We'll continue next week. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Psalm 50 and 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was... What happens to a man when he deals with a whorish woman? And the answer is, he is brought down to a piece of bread. And the answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 26, which reads, 
For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. This week's food for thought is what happens to what happens if you refuse to listen or to take instruction? Hint the Bible. And that's food for thought.